Welcome to the All or Nothing podcast, where we bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone. This is one of my favorite interviews that I've done so far for two reasons. One, I know these two entrepreneurs. I met them back in 2010, and we all worked together in a corporate environment. I got to see them operate in the trenches. And ever since, I probably worked with two or three other people that can match them when it comes to execution and thinking outside the box. The second reason is they delivered a great interview. You can hear the hunger. You can hear the thoughtfulness that goes into every decision. And they break it down so simply that a novice can pick it up. Now, over the last few years, they built a meal prep company that is not only unique, but they're capitalizing in industries that 90% of their competition don't even know exists. So let's jump into it. I have the founders of Fran's Kitchen, Francesca Santana and Navarro Whitaker. How are you today? Good. Well, I'm glad to have you guys on the call today. So tell us, what sparked the idea to open Fran's Kitchen? Well, um, a few years ago, I, I got sick with cancer, and there weren't really any pointers as to how to eat. You would go to the doctor, and they would tell you that you have to change your diet and that you have to go about your health, not just from a medical perspective, but from a holistic perspective of you are what you eat. And part of the reason why this kitchen was born is because I had to change my diet in order to get well. And there was nobody to offer the help, the resources, or the things that I needed to get my nutrition where it needed to be to recover. And so the kitchen was born as a way to help other people that maybe don't have access to the information or the time to do it or fully understand how to go about taking care of their diet. Most people cook their own meals. So why should someone come to Fran's Kitchen instead? Um, so our meals are a little bit different. Um, we don't just look at what you eat as food. We look at you as a person. So nine times out of ten, by the time we get a, a client, that client has tried things, that client has cooked. And I think that one of the really cool things is that everybody knows how to cook and everybody has a different perception of what healthy is. But the reality of how to eat a properly balanced diet that nourishes you from the inside out so your body can do what it's meant to do is not something that a lot of people fully understand. We end up choosing to cook things because of the way they taste and the way that we enjoy the flavors. We don't really look at how the food is packaged, where your food comes from, what are the sources um, that you're, of the places where you're getting your meals. And so for us, we don't just look at the flavor profile of your food, but we work with the growers, we work with the farmers, we harvest your vegetables at the right time to make sure that you're getting the full benefit of your meals. So it's not just about getting the full benefit out of your meals, it's also about making sure that you are nourished, like I said. What I like about what your team is doing is that most companies provide meal prep service targeted to the end consumer, like fitness junkies or busy professionals. But your team has decided to step outside the box and also work with medical facilities. You mentioned earlier that, you know, you got cancer, but there really wasn't a framework to get you better with food. 
can you talk about how your team is helping different medical facilities reduce costs and provide more value to the patients? Absolutely. So one of the, the hardest things that, that you have to balance out when you come to a doctor is a pill can only do so much for you. And a lot of the time, most of your diseases stem from inflammation and from you not taking good enough care of yourself or for eating out of convenience. What we bring to a lot of the doctors and facilities that we help is a complete nutrition program. So what ends up ha happening is your body is able to recover because you're putting back in the things that your body needs to heal itself. And so when we work with doctors and patients, we're looking at somebody. So, for example, things like IBS and diabetes, and all of these diseases are, you know, inflammation-related. And by targeting an anti-inflammatory diet, you're addressing multiple things. Suddenly you feel better. Suddenly you perform better. Suddenly you don't have to take as much medication because your body's getting rid of, of the inflammation. Same thing with, you know, plant-based diets and, and things like that. You've had fast growth, but with growth also comes growing pains. Can you break down your mindset when it comes to making sure that you meet your client's needs, but also make sure that you're taking steps forward at the same time? Yeah, so your system only works for so long for X amount of people. So the way that you do that is that you have to um, have a system that actually works that can be scalable. So for an example, you have to know um, what are the foundations to your diet. So whether it's an AIP diet, they can only eat certain foods. If it's a ketogenic plant-based diet, they can only eat certain foods. And so you have to have that foundation so that you can scale it. And then everybody, for the most part, is going to fall into a certain category. And then there's going to be different varieties within that category. Um, but just knowing where you're at, the foundation, and the scalability uh, of the number of clients that you have, so that when you grow, you can add in another body that falls to that system. New sales for a company fuels a business. But good client retention keeps you in business. What advice would you give someone when it comes to building long-term relationships? Care about your clients and legitimately be invested in their success. When clients see success, clients are able to appreciate the work that goes in on the background. So for us, we don't just say, oh, this is good for you. We do nutritional assessments. We do a profile. We figure out what exactly it is that our clients need, and we focus on that. And it's, it's about people don't care how much you know until they, they know how much you care. And, and so being able to care for your clients and being able to build those personal relationships and being able to see them through their success in a time that might be frustrating, confusing, or you know, daunting is so important. And I feel like that plays such a huge success in not just retention, but also referral. Managing one or two people is different than managing a large group like 10 or 100. What are some things you picked up going through the challenge of building a team? I think a team, uh, you can only have a team so big before there's communication breakdown. So you look at still team six. The reason why they have six people is because anything past that six, seven mark is going to be a communication breakdown. 
So when you are managing large teams, you have to have layers of management, if you will. And so you work with that six, and then that six may have a team of six so that they can communicate effectively the goal and then also manage it effectively as well without there being any communication break. And I also think that as a business, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we love to find people that think like us and that maybe um, resemble us. And your team has to have different components to it. You have to have somebody that can see the vision and see the big picture and tell you this is where you're going, this is how you need to execute. You have to have somebody that can dream the vision and then you have to have different people to help you execute. And everybody has to have a different strength. And I think knowing what your forte is when you go into business and knowing where your, what your, where your skill set is not automatically helps you be able to focus on, your, on the things that you're good at. So I'm not good at marketing, but Navarro is. Um, I'm great at sales. He's good at systems and processes. And so what you do is you start surrounding yourself with people that specialize in something. So if you're not a techie person, don't try to spend thousands of man hours doing spreadsheets and trying to do analytics when that's not your forte. Sometimes the most important thing about growth is knowing how to spend your time wisely. And also delegation. You have to be comfortable delegating to people as well because as a business owner, I think we want to do everything ourselves because we know we're going to do it perfectly. But if you are expecting to grow and scale your business, you have to be comfortable delegating and then following up. No one wants to go through any real tragedies. But for some people, going through something tragic flips a switch in them and changes their life for the better. Can you talk about how some of your personal struggles have impacted your business? Absolutely. I think that, that it's a... Uh most people perceive success as a straight line. And in order for you to be successful, life has to take a lot of twists and turns. And, and there is no straight line to, to success. And I think that understanding that character is built in the struggles and that and learning to accept your struggle too is what helps you get to where you want to be. I didn't want to have cancer. I didn't want to be told that I had a year to live. I didn't want to go through radiation. I didn't want to be away from my brand new baby for three months at a time because I was so radioactive I couldn't hug her. But being able to go through those things and being able to utilize that time in a way that helped make me wiser and stronger and more informed about what I needed to do to prevent this from happening turned to be a blessing in disguise because I was able to build a business out of the knowledge that I had. So I feel that sometimes we don't realize that the very same things that we struggle with are the very same building blocks and the foundation for our strongest uh, points, our, our strongest ability, our, our way to succeed in life. I would definitely agree with you. You know, the road to entrepreneurship isn't luxurious, but the destination is great. So what advice would you give someone who is looking to start a business but isn't ready for the bumps and bruises along the way? Success, success hurts. And I think that um, understanding that success comes from, and this I learned from Navarro, is if you cannot manage your time, you cannot manage your money. And if you cannot manage your money, you won't run a successful business. And so being able to understand that 
everything is a compound effect. Those tiny little tasks that you do every day that seem mundane and absolutely hideous to do compound over time into something big. So little by little, something little becomes big. So making the right choice every day, getting up every day. Most successful athletes put in the work at 4 or 5 in the morning when everybody's sleeping. You praise them in public, but nobody knows the struggle of getting there. And so as somebody who wants to own a business, be prepared to put in the time. Be prepared to struggle. Be prepared to, to go through the hardships and to go through having to do things when you're on your own, when other people don't support your vision or fully understand your direction. But also be faithful to your ideals and be flexible enough to understand when something doesn't work and when it needs to change. Growing hurts, and growing requires change, so get really comfortable with change. I think Kobe Bryant said the best when uh, he had his uh, journey with child. He said success, people think, is the end result, but truly success is the journey to the end. And so Kobe Bryant has five brains, six brains. But he said his success is not necessarily the range, but him retiring and his jersey retiring. The success was him putting in those hours, as friends said, in the morning, going in the gym, shooting, practicing, and nobody was there. Um, the same thing happens in business. I think business is a love-hate relationship. You know, you're going to have your highs where you're excited because you just landed a good account, a good payday. But then next month, you may be worrying about, oh, man, I'm going to make payroll and everything else. So that's just the journey of business and figuring out stuff that doesn't have a playbook for it. And then falling in love with that process. And then that's the success of running a business. That was a really good interview. You guys gave a lot of good information that a wide range of people could use. So I definitely thank you for your time. Is there anything else that you want to tell our audience before you go yeah if you're if you're trying to start a business and you have an idea and you feel that idea is good definitely pursue your ideas with passion it is worth it for you as there's more satisfaction at the end when you're able to not just you know reap the success and the financial benefits of your work but also when you get to build something Um, another thing that I've learned over time is Focus on what helps people. Don't focus on the dollars. Focus on helping others. When your intentions are right, things fall in line. And try to walk in your path and in your strengths. Don't go after a business idea because somebody else is doing it and you think you could also be successful in that. Do something that doesn't feel like work, and you will be successful at it because you're passionate about it. Get around mentors. So find somebody that is a mentor, whether that's a fictional mentor and a actual physical mentor that you can actually meet up with and read a lot of books read a lot because um that's where all the the gold is and then just make it your own so you learn from other people's mistakes they put it in writing and then you run with that after an interview like that you can get an understanding why someone like me continues to interview ceos from around the world in order to soak up information because when you know two driven entrepreneurs like Fran and navarro You're forced to step up your game on a regular basis. Otherwise, you get left behind. So if you want to hear more interviews like this, make sure you follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, and SoundCloud. That's a wrap for this episode of All or Nothing. 
where we bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone.